<laughs> is it enough to say that it's female-led or it's women-led? Like, what, what will you do in this space and how can we make it that women do have a say in this space? Hey friend, it's Melina and welcome to the Don't Forget Your Lipstick podcast. Okay, this is not about makeup, but more about how young women can build the confidence they need to achieve their goals. That's right, this is your BFF who's obsessed with helping you start before you're ready. And I'm back this week sharing with you a conversation I had with some lovely women. Now, this is a deep conversation about having the courage to speak up and share your story. Do you need to grind every day on social media to be seen? And what about women building businesses? Is there room for us? Those questions and more. Here we go. I'm so glad you are here. I'm so grateful for this conversation. I guess we can move into the first question, which is in order to highlight you all, we wanted to get to know you. So tell us about yourself, inspirations on how you got started into Web3, maybe someone who introduced you kind of the first kick into your journey in this space. And anybody can start. Um, it's open. Just raise your hand or open mic, whatever. <laughs> uh, I think I can start. My name is Cupcake. I am 21. Uh, I live in East Europe. And as um, uh, the girls before me, I study, I'm a university student and I study communication and public relations along, along with my friend Blossom. And we both are co-founders of Feminiverse, which is the first woman-led collection on internet computer. I will tell you a few words about this uh, because I think many of you don't know more about this blockchain. Uh, this blockchain just launched last year, so everything is pretty new for everyone. The team behind it is made of a lot of people that came from big tech companies such as Facebook and Google. Unlike other blockchains, on internet computer, everything is hosted entirely on the blockchain and the gas fees are extre extremely small, literally less than one cent per transaction. Uh, they are developing a lot of decentralized dApps. Some of them are already fully functional, such as District and Discover. And uh, we are very proud to be the first woman, women to develop a collection here, as most of the users are men. And our project wishes to inspire and attract more women in this ecosystem. I can I can go next. Um, so my story is a little different. And I, I, I love to say, like, how did I get into Web3? So my name is Girl in the Verse here in the space, simply because when I started, I keep saying 10 months, but now I feel like it's almost a year. There weren't a lot of girls in this space. And I started with um, my boyfriend. Like, I think a lot of people will say, oh, like my boyfriend was talking about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And I really couldn't care. <laughs> I'm not afraid to say it because I just I couldn't care for it. And I didn't understand how it could impact me because as a woman, I'm led to believe that I have to do everything on my own to make it, to do things, right? And so I've just, I'm constantly in this, in this thing of like, I do my own thing all the time and crypto is not gonna be beneficial to me. Like I just thought, well, it's probably just like, again, like a bunch of white men just like designing this and we're gonna believe that women can, you know, 
actually say something here. And it wasn't until I started doing my own research because I'm a huge fan of Gary Vaynerchuk. And then he was like, go buy some ETH. And I was like, ETH? What the hell is ETH? And then I got into NFTs that way. Um, so I feel bad for my boyfriend sometimes because I'm like, oh, like my boyfriend was talking about it. I didn't care. Um, but now I'm so into it and I'm so committed to it. And so what happened for me was that, you know, I'm not an artist. Um, I'm a creative, which is what I like to say. I don't draw. I don't have an NFT project. I'm just here writing and blogging about the things I'm seeing. And, you know, is it enough to say that it's female led or it's women led? Like what? What will you do in this space and how can we make it that women do have a say in this space? And so I just write a lot of my thoughts. I've got my little podcast going on and I truly like my goal is to make women understand that they have a space because I couldn't understand it for such a long time. I was like, well, no, there's nothing I can do here. How, how am I going to change it? Like, what am I going to say to actually make change? And I think what's great about web three is that just being in this space and owning up to the fact that you have your own space here is powerful enough and so i'm happy to see all these women projects i'm happy to be on this panel today because we didn't have this 10 months ago and we need more women out and you know showing other women that there are actual true opportunities here for us and it's not just a boys club um, so I'm just happy to be here. And so, yeah, that's, that's sort of my story. So yeah, my boyfriend and Gary V onboarded me into Web3. Thank you so much for sharing. I completely agree with you hundred percent. It's the same reason why, you know, I started uh, my collection. Um, and yeah, it was the same for me. My, my boyfriend got me into NFTs, but I also saw it all over social media. I was like, what is this? JPEGs getting you money? Um, <laughs> that was just my initial reaction to it. Um, but yeah, um, uh, the Lofty Mom, please go ahead. I'd love to hear from you. I am a mom, hence the Lofty Mom. And so that I started the Lofty Mom as a mom blog because I was like, oh, I'm going to be just another mom blogger and do all this stuff. And once I had my first kid, I was like, nope, okay, I'm not even like touching the blog, nothing's happening. And then after our second pregnancy, we had twins and it just completely changed my whole life. Uh, it was a very difficult pregnancy and we actually lost one of our twins. And it was kind of through that time that art really shined its light in me. It was just such a healing process for me to just let uh, all my emotions and just everything I was going through through my art. And I ended up doing a lot of give back and I connected with Sepsis Alliance and they are a nonprofit organization based out of California. And it was through them that I was able to honor my son's life. And that's what he passed away from with Sepsis. And so I kept the lofty mom because I started sharing my art on Instagram and it became a little side job for me where people loved my art, but they wanted logos. And so I was starting to freelance doing uh, commissions and that was really exciting. However, I was like, I'm being put in a box. I felt very constrained of what I can do, how I could create because I was taking on clients. So when I found the NFT space last year, uh, early last year, I was really excited because I was like, this is now my true form of creativity in a way that nobody can 
couldn't find me in any way. And so I love the NFT space just for that. It's giving me a voice. So I always share that my art uh, speaks to my journey. It speaks to my culture. I am a Latina artist and it speaks to just who I am as a person. And so I'm really excited to be here. I love your story. It is so inspirational to so many. And I really like the point of that you say you felt a constraint kind of, but in this space, you don't feel that way. Like you're able to express yourself freely no matter which direction you want, you'll find your audience eventually by doing what you want to do and your passions. And I think that's something really important to highlight. Hi, I can go next. Um, so first of all, the Lofty Mom, you really like um, inspired me and I'm really like inspired by your strength. And it's amazing to see how you've kind of like translated everything into your art and it's just a beautiful thing to witness so it's beautiful and yeah so just to introduce myself my name is Gina and I'm from Indonesia but I'm currently residing in Malaysia and to answer your question on how I got into the web3 space is basically um, me and my co-founder Divya we used to be friends for quite some time and a fun fact we have never met each other even though we've been friends for like four or five years now it's crazy and we would just share our problems with one another and kind of like find inspiration and you know um from that there were moments and times where i probably shared an advice and you know she she always goes like you know where would where did you get this um idea or mindset and everything and then I told her that well I always see the people who have succeeded in life the people who has who have gone through like hardships in life and how they kind of maneuvered and got through it and try to see what mindsets they had and you know what made them the person they are because sometimes our pain makes us who we are and it might not define us but it kind of builds the path towards our personality and things. So Strong Herb, our project is basically about giving a voice to all types of people from different backgrounds and different countries and ethnicities. And um, we just intend to build a community of women to have like the safe space for them to kind of share and motivate one another through their hardships because like, I mean, that's the best way to go about life. Sometimes we're kind of clueless as to how to get, you know, to the other side, to the brighter side of the journey. And we need a little bit of help and inspiration. Hi, I thank you. I just wanted to piggyback off of that a little bit because uh, it's sort of a little bit like the inspiration. It's like my inspiration is sort of based off my cousin who um, she was like, you know, everything was going great in her life. And then she got stung by a wasp and like, like her whole life changed. And now she's got this like debilitating disease and she can't like leave her home. And so like, just like things change in your life and like, you know, you just have to like, you have to still manage and find a way to like be part of this world. Right. And like, it's hard when you're somebody who's quarantined to your home, as we all know who we've all experienced quarantine now, right. We've all experienced it, but we've experienced it in a mass um, whereas she's experiencing it alone all the time. And so as we're going back to the world, she's like not. And many people are like her. And so I'll sort of backtrack a little bit here. Like, so, cause like my, my love for creating like virtual worlds started really in 1998. I'm really going to age myself. 
myself. I'm 40. And so um, when I was in 1988, I found I got like um, a box of Cheerios and it came with the roller coaster tycoon uh, CD ROM for free. <laughs> so it was like huge. Um, and we had just gotten a computer in my home. And so this was big deals. So I played it and I built these virtual worlds. And I won't get into the trauma of my childhood, but there was some massive trauma in my childhood. And um, this was my way of sort of um, therapy, I guess, right? Because I just like absorbed myself into creating these worlds, these um, theme parks, and just like wishing my friends could hang out with me there. And and of course, that was never a possibility back then. There was no support for women in tech, especially. But like just in tech in general, there wasn't that much support because it was also brand new. So I am a viral web two artist i have a quarter million female followers on instagram my following is 90 percent women gen z to millennial 18 to 35 um i've been posting on instagram every single day for the past six years i just published a book about a year ago and i got a page-long feature in the la times um reviewing my book and the ethos of my my brand and my artwork it was actually my second feature in the la times that year um so i'm really well known on instagram and somewhat twitter but i have not broken through the matrix of web3 and gone hyperbolic which is sort of my goal here because i have a mint i mean i started off as a one-of-one artist on rareable two years ago And I was one of their featured artists, and I pretty much did everything wrong on that drop. I accepted my bids too soon. I lost all the money that I made by not unwrapping my weath before sending it to Coinbase. Like, I just did everything wrong. Um, I first heard about NFTs from my production manager because I run merch. That's how I support myself, is I sell the merch from my cartoon on an e-commerce site. And my production manager, who is here in the Bay Area with me and a very good friend of mine and mentor, he told me in the warehouse, he's like, hey, have you heard of this thing called NFTs? This was like two years ago. And I was like, no. And he showed me a post by Bobby Hundreds on Instagram. And I read the post and immediately it clicked because the blockchain and NFTs solve every problem I've ever had in my business and my life. Um, especially as a Middle Eastern person who is here in the United States because of U.S. imperialism. I really believe in cryptocurrency and the fact that, you know, the United States dollar is upheld by the U.S. military. And so it just seemed like a great way and the only reasonable solve that I could see for building our own economies and our own currency and operating outside the existing structures of the World Bank and such and such. So... That's a whole other conversation. Um, but yeah, I started on Rarible and then I kept going and I was in the spaces shilling and shilling. And one night I met my dev, Ben, um, Locke. Sorry, I'm not going to dox him. Um, I, met my ben, I met my dev, Locke. And he's also here in Berkeley, in Berkeley in the Bay. And he's like, hey, let's do a generative project. And I had been on Clubhouse when the apes dropped, but I was too green to really know to buy one i was just in the rooms um so i knew what it was and i was like oh okay so i started working on this generative project um we formed a whole team with our other dev g's our community manager luna um we popped off a discord i shut off the comments on my instagram to try to migrate my followers from talking in the comments 
into my Discord because I had already built a really good community. Like we were doing pop-ups pre-pandemic that were really diverse and huge and it was awesome. And um, we started growing the Discord and I was just like, look, Web2 is sinking. Um, look, it's not going anywhere, but I mean, Instagram is just not the place that it used to be. The algorithm changed, so I couldn't gain the same visibility I had before. Um, so I'm really focused on basically crypto Twitter, which is, you know, 2 million people and um, the market. That's where it is. Instagram has basically become a mall now. And it's, I can't even reach the same followers. Like for me to reach all of my followers, I have to pay Instagram and Instagram, you know, owns my own, owns my data. I don't know where my followers are. I can't market to them. So it's just really a huge solve for me. Um, also just, I, I'm able to meet people in new places that I really align with and are interested in the same things that I'm interested in instead of just being tied to the people who are in my city and who are just around me. So I really think it's a huge, big tool for us to unify and create basically global leadership, which is sort of the point of our mint and our DAO. I love that. And I think the point you brought up earlier about the US dollar and the military, I've heard you speak in the space before about this. And I really enjoy that you're speaking openly about that, especially in spaces. And the fact that Twitter has also another point that you made uh, become a platform that like Instagram you have to pay to reach all your followers is kind of criminal, <laughs> makes no sense at all. And I enjoy you voicing about that as well. Um, I do think eventually we will have to utilize other platforms in order to onboard and let other people know about this space because, I mean, I know a lot of people are like, um, they only opened or had a Twitter account because of NFTs or crypto. So eventually we'll have to find some alternative and hopefully it'll transfer and change. But it's important to kind of look at these numbers and analytics and see what we can do as people. But I enjoyed that point you made. I think the other thing is Twitter is the same way. And I've been spending more and more time on Twitter um, and I've been trying to hack it basically and I noticed that I'm just reaching the same people over and over again because Twitter also does not allow for natural growth and so like it's very hard to gain a following on here unless you're basically grinding in the spaces 24-7 um, and you know that's more of what I'm trying to do trying to talk in the spaces but you know that is an whole job in and of itself and even just finding the right kind of people to be in spaces with is really challenging so i really appreciate you sharing your platform and inviting me on here today to get to know me thank you so much for being here today i definitely agree that your twitter spaces is one of the best ways to i guess raise more awareness over your um twitter page and your collections so i think that'll bring us to the second question which is you know, as creators in the space, how do you think that we can make the space more welcoming to people? For this question, I really think that to make it welcoming, I always feel like I just have to be myself and be transparent. I feel like the more transparent I am about my journey, my story, any aspect of like my ups and downs in this space people are able to connect to that because I feel like if I'm always like oh I made a sale oh I made a sale like that's not like not everybody's making sales I do not make sales all the time and I write that I will tweet that like uh I need a sale like or I have that lull you know like I put those emotions out there because I feel like that's what's going to connect people to feeling like they're not alone in this space because it does take a lot it does take um you know a lot of 
time and effort to circulate yourself as an artist, especially when you're a one-of-one artist, not alone a project trying to get the right people to see who you are, to understand that, okay, you're not just a random person trying to like, you know, dip and go, you know, so it really does take a lot of effort. But I feel like if you continuously just stay consistent on who you are in the space and share that, a lot of people will make those more deeper and genuine connections. And that's the other thing. I think having the one-on-ones with people is so important. So if anybody here in the space today was touched by anybody who was speaking, even the host, and if you're not up here speaking, DM the host, tell them you really enjoyed their space. Reach out to other artists and let them know, I really love your work. I would love to get to know you more. And just making those connections outside of Twitter to really like know, who people are and then when you meet other people you're able to connect those people together because you know somebody who does this you know somebody who's looking for an artist and so I feel like that really makes the whole ecosystem of NFTs really work because we're not just pushing who we are but we're getting to know the people around us oh yes I couldn't agree more sorry I don't know if you're going to speak bikini babes (laughs) but I know it's, it's an important point and I think like what you said is kind of talk about your personal experience and be personal. I think a lot of people think when they come into the space, they have to, they have that pressure of immediately starting to build or create something. And I think in order to make it in a more welcoming environment, like you said, is being personal and not having that pressure of having to just create something right off the bat or um, girl in the verse is not creating her own project she's not an artist she's just speaking about her experience and writing about it like you and you're an artist attached to that but i think it's important for people to understand that it's like you don't necessarily have to come in guns blazing and create something and have that mass amount of pressure so i really enjoyed that point you made and for many verse if you have something you want to add Yes, thank you. I also agree with you. And I think um, the simple fact of helping people people join the space, answering questions and guiding the new buys in this ecosystem, we can make the, this space more attractive to them. I think the amount of information in this space can be sometimes very overwhelming. So letting people know that it's okay to ask questions and it's okay not to know everything from the beginning. And in fact, we all we all are learning and growing every day. So there are a lot of new technologies that appear every day and it's very, very hard to keep up with everything but if you make friends in the space you discuss ideas and projects you can learn maybe more things than scrolling on twitter so that's my point of view thank you yeah i could not agree more with you um because when i i mean i'm just thinking about when i first entered the space i was also super overwhelmed with all the just everything that you had to learn and even I think now it still definitely gets overwhelming. So I'm glad that, you know, there is more education and, you know, more people want to create a platform to educate newcomers. So I think that is super important. Hi, I was just going to also say that I think um, 
Web3 scares a lot of people because it does sound big and scary when people are like the metaverse, like it's, a, it's like a big word. <laughs> um, and so um, people are immediately like, nope, like that's it's like a lot. And I think when you also get, you know, Zuckerberg's name involved, it's a really extra big turn off. Like, honestly, like I don't like aren't we kind of done with that sort of Web2 shenanigans? Like I, mean, I am. And so I think that's probably part of the problem is like, when I when I tell my in real life friends about this space and try to like onboard them, it's like they they think I'm a little cuckoo, and then they also like they're like, "You want me on Twitter? Like that place is like put your guns out. Like it's crazy out there. Like and I get it because it is in the Web two aspect of Twitter. Yes, very much so. Um, and so I think that as long as we can like really keep that Web two mindset out of the Web three space, which I think is um, sort of kind of honestly leaking into the space already and so i think we just need to give it a little bit more of a pushback here because it is getting a little bit more a little bit more cliquey and then that turns people off and like you know you really have to like engage with people and like follow back and cheer people on because it your mental health on social media is like it's harsh it is so harsh from day to day and so if you want people to stay in the space you're gonna have to love on them yeah, I want to piggyback on that as well and a bit of what like Pink Hat was saying because I think, you know, I'm in this space and like I said, I don't have an NFT project. I'm not here like chilling at all. <laughs> Truthfully, I'm not. Um, and I know like for a lot of people who are probably listening right now, they're like, okay, but I don't have an NFT project. I'm not drawing. I have nothing to sell. What am I going to say? And that's sort of like what I preach in you know, web two, which is your story is the most important thing. And that's the selling point right off the bat. It's not going to be the pictures, right? It's not going to be the NFT because let's keep it 100 right now. There are so many projects out there. And if, if I just had to base myself on just the art, it wouldn't be enough. It just wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to put my hard earning dollars on just the drawing. I mean, unfortunately, that's really what it comes down to. And when I talk to my in real life friends, um, what I have to try to get them to understand, which is sort of what Pink Cat um, was saying before, which is Instagram is eating my crap up. Like, so I am creating content for Instagram in the hopes of getting followers. And that's where web three and that's what i'm hoping changes because i don't want to feed a platform i want the platform to help me reach my story right like we want to reverse sort of again the zuckerbergs out there and i'm hoping obviously with elon musk i'm hoping that twitter doesn't turn into that because my worry right now is that we're all on twitter right now but is twitter going like is clubhouse gonna come back because for me clubhouse is sort of dead i mean i don't know where everyone else is right now but is twitter the next big thing or are we gonna create a new app and be like hey okay this is where we're going and so that's my only worry about this space is that it's so easy to piggyback off of web 2 and it's also easy to say we're not gonna do what web 2 is doing but we sort of are. And like my biggest worry right now is like, it's not the numbers. It's I'm really truly hoping that we, you know, we do when we say we're here and we're in it for the long term that we are.
My heart is so full. Shout out to Dolly Town, Bikini Babes, The Boss Girl NFT, Pink Cat NFT, The Lofty Mom, Feminiverse, Smarkle NFT, and Strong Her NFT. Oh my God, what a beautiful conversation we had. As always, if you dig this episode, please share it with your friend, subscribe, and you can always check out my NFT blog, Girl in the Verse. Everything is in the show notes. I'll see you next time. Mwah!